Our guest this week is someone who is a very well-known figure around Erskine, a very, very kind-hearted lady who, throughout lockdown, was making masks and leaving them outside her door for people to take. Same at Halloween uh, for the children with the trick-or-treats, and she also runs the Erskine Community Garden. The list is endless. One of the great supporters of the Erskine Veterans Charity and someone who became an Erskine ambassador in 2012. My great pleasure to welcome to Erskine Veterans Radio for our chat this week is uh, Heather Clissett. And uh, Heather, really, you you don't really remember a time in your life when Erskine wasn't part of it. No, um, Erskine has been there for a very long time. Um, I am of an age when I remember that the garden centre was a garden shed that was just in the main doors or the main gates of Erskine. So in the kind of the top um, corner of what is now the Calder's Garden Centre car park, um, that was my earliest memories of Erskine, probably going back to about seven, eight years old. Um, and I'm 48 now, so that's uh, quite a few decades. Um, and going in there with, um, who was my Uncle Duncan? He was a family friend. He was a veteran. He liked to stop in there to pick up um, tomato plants and potatoes. Uh, seed potatoes um, and he would chat away to the veterans that were running the garden centre um, at that point and uh, yeah uh, it goes way back um, decades mm-hmm. I am old. and this was a time of course when when Erskine was was the hospital which is now the the hotel next door isn't it because the Erskine that we know yep. now the Erskine home is obviously a, a new facility that's been there for a few years now but um, how times and how the whole Erskine charity I, I imagine has changed over that time as well yeah, it's it's kind of strange. I mean, um, I've I've noticed that things are coming full circle. Where it used to be originally, um, where Erskine Hospital would teach or or have um workshops for veterans, um, woodwork, um, was a, a a main one. Also gardening, having chickens, having all sorts of things in the grounds, and then that sort of fell away, um, and it became something that was more concentrated on looking after the person um i guess they were going with what was you know seen as the you know the things that would work for people at those times but now we're back to having airmac the 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 activity center um and you know they're doing a lot of work um with art with woodwork um and things like that so it's almost come full circle i think um you know it's been realized that um yeah, it's good to actually be be looking at a person and thinking, what, where, where can we put their skills or what are you interested in? Um, and then using that for woodworking, even computing science and things like that as well, which I might provide too, which is great. It's, you know, it's it's been interesting watching the journey of Erskine. And tell us about your journey then to, to becoming an Erskine ambassador, because we've talked about your background there. If we, if we fast forward a bit of time, you've you've obviously um, still had this this draw towards the Erskine Veterans Charity. When did you start really getting involved yourself with, with things? Um, probably 2009, 2010. Erskine had always been there, whether it was somewhere to visit. Um, in whatever garden centre because the garden centres had three different kind of lifetimes um, and I think I've seen all of them um, so I my my dad was a was a motorcyclist um, since he was 15 years old um, he gave up his motorcycling when I was born um, and he took it up again when my mum died 
um, I helped him find his motorbike um, and then we saw something about the Erskine cavalcade um, for motorbikes in 2006 um, which was um, founded by four veterans who had visited Erskine for a tour and um, decided they'd want to do something and because they were all bikers um, the, the natural thing was to do something with motorbikes so this was a ride in, into Erskine Hostel grounds um, for people on bikes to go and donate £5, get a cup of tea and then go away again. So my dad had been going to that. Um, the organisers, obviously everybody has lives um, and by 2009-2010 they were wanting to um, get some extra help. Um, so my dad actually volunteered me without telling me. And it was when I got a phone call from um, an Erskine fundraiser asking me how the planning was going for the, the bike meet in 2010 that I thought, oh right, okay, this is something nobody told me about. Um, so that's how that came about. Um, and then from there, um, I was offered an ambassadorship, which I hadn't a clue what that entailed, um, but that was um, given to me at the Erskine Military Ball in 2012. So I've been an ambassador for nine years. What difference has that made to you being an ambassador? Obviously, it's a great honour, but what, what differences do you feel that you've, you've been able to make as an ambassador then to Erskine? I'm pretty good at telling or, uh, you know, persuading people to come along to Erskine. Um, I'm not a biker. I know nothing about motorbikes. Um, however, um, I've always believed in looking at the individual and speaking to them personally about things that I believe in. And one of the things that I believe in is support of Erskine. So it's been easy for me to speak to people. Oh, that's the thunder just arrived here in Erskine. That, I, thought, I, thought that, I wondered if that was thunder. <laughs> wow. Surprise. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so um, it's, it's been something that I've enjoyed. I take great pleasure in talking to people about Erskine. Not just about fundraising, but about support. Um, Erskine needs a lot of support. And to have the support of people that um, gel well with them is a fantastic relationship to see. And bikers, a lot of them are veterans. And they've joined motorcycle clubs because they were looking for that re regimentation. And then when you invite them into Erskine... Um, when Harry's is open, the cafe, and when the bike meets on, they find there's an affinity there. And they find that there's no judgment. Nobody looks at them as if, oh, who are you? Because bikers can have a bit of a reputation. But I have to say, as long as you're giving them tea and cake, they're happy. No, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're great people. They are so generous. And um, it's been a learning experience for me. And I have to say, some of my best friends and people that um, support Erskine are definitely bikers yeah and and i know that the the whole bike meet community are, you know are incredibly supportive I mean, you can see that with the you know the, the things that they share on their own social media feeds and, and things like that as well they're always very quick to to support um, everything that, that that erskine does and i know the original bike meet from this year was was delayed because of everything but now with restrictions um now finally starting to ease in in scotland and uh and and hope that you can all get together and the, and the bike meet can can happen again later this uh, later in the next uh, few months yep it's happening on the 5th of september this year normally it's the last sunday in may 
Um, mm. But this year, it didn't happen at all last year. And we thought rather than letting another year go without it, we thought let's just move it to later in the year. And it's been so great that um, restrictions are being lifted. Obviously, Erskine is still a protected area. Um, you know, we're, we're doing it as a mini kind of bike meet rather than the full on one. Um, but it's been great. We had to call from the police planning last week um, just to go through the details for the parade license. Um, and they're always supportive and the council's always great with us as well. Um, and really, um, it's it's fantastic. The town of Erskine itself, um, perhaps initially were a little bit reticent about having a load of uh, motorcycles come into the town but as they've gotten to know the bikers over the last I don't know is it now 15 years or so um they look forward to the bike meet they look forward to the parade around the town they look forward to being on the bridges and waving at the bikers and then coming along to the bike meet itself and you know just enjoying the day which again is showing strength of support for Erskine's residents and staff it's not just about the, the the residents; it's also about the staff too. Yeah, and interesting you mentioned too about the you know the the local community, of course, because we talk about Erskine and um, some some more distant listeners people who are less familiar you know you talk about Erskine they they don't actually realize that it is a town as well you know nearby and that there it is not just the name of um of the organization and it's called that organization because of its location of course but um be, being yeah. such a a big part of the community it must be great to have an event like that that gets people out to 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 see the spectacle, if you like, and uh, and and to sort of remind them of of what's going on uh, nearby and and how it, how important it is. I mean, Erskine as an area has existed for a long, long time. <laughs> it's got a lot of history. It was once owned by Mary Queen of Scots' great grandfather, the town, or the it wasn't a town back then. Um, but Erskine Erskine Hospital, the first house, which is now Mar Hall, was called Erskine House. Um, and that was gifted to Erskine Hospital or Princess Louise Scottish Hospital for Limbless Sail- Sailors and Soldiers, which was its first name. When you can understand why they shortened that down to Erskine Hospital. So Erskine took its name from the house that was there. Um, and then the the town is, as it is now sprung up in the 1970s as an overspill for Glasgow. So, you know, um, they've both evolved in their different ways. Um and yeah, sometimes you just need to kind of say, yeah, I live in the town of Erskine rather than saying I live in Erskine. So people don't think that I live in the veterans cottages. Um, so I'm just trying to make sure there is, you know, that understanding. So that's why sometimes we'll say Erskine Hospital or Erskine Veterans Charity, just to make sure that people understand. Yeah, but even the town of Erskine and the town of Bishopton, which is next door and in Shannon, They've always been supportive of Erskine, which is fantastic. The Erskine message is spread way beyond the the boundaries of Erskine, the the town and, and village itself. Um, it's it's right across Scotland and, and beyond now that people are getting involved and doing their bit for Erskine, and of course over in America as well. We've got our supporters there too. Yes, um, it's it's always great to see what what people are doing fundraising. Um, it's always surprising how imaginative people can be. Um, you know, um, or you, or how much they want to, to exert themselves. You know, um, doing the West Highland Way with the tough mudder that used to take place, um, or the mud challenge rather at um, 
in I can't remember it's up Loch Tom people would go for a race through the mud um, which was was great to watch personally didn't take part in myself happy to sponsor people doing that kind of thing um, I'm quite happy you know my role as I see it is to talk a lot about Erskine encourage people to get involved um, and to take part in things um, whether they organize them themselves or whether they take part in an organized event um, you know um, the the sincerity that comes from Erskine um, when somebody is supporting them uh, is you know it's it it's matchless they're so genuinely pleased to have people supporting them um, and they care about their supporters which is just such a lovely thing for them. You've been uh, an Erskine ambassador now for, for nearly a decade and of course you've been involved um, longer than that with, with the charity as I mentioned. What's the question you get asked most in your role being an ambassador for Erskine? If it's a bike meet, one of the biggest questions and this is an ongoing joke now for everybody is why do you keep changing the date? Um, I need to explain this as in it's always the last Sunday in May but the dates of things do move so the Sunday in May, I don't know what it was this year, but it could be the 30th, could be the 29th, could be the 28th. There are some people who still don't quite understand that although we say the last Sunday in May, that might be a different num- numerical date. And it's it's just such a running, running joke now. And there are those within our community in Erskine, the town of, who like to, um, you know, make a bit of a joke about that. Um, and it's it's all in such great humour. Um, a question is why why should we support Erskine? What you know, why should we get involved? And my reasoning is because it's not just a money support that Erskine looks for, it's it's you as a person coming along and having some kind of relationship or building a relationship with the veterans, the residents and the staff. Um, and that's something that the COVID as much as if not more than money, because these are individuals who, you know, have gone through experiences that some of us can't even imagine. And, you know, it's just so nice to see when somebody who's not been at Erskine before meets a resident. Some of the residents are very cheeky um, and are not slow in banter. Um, And when that's established and they start having a great, conversation with somebody they've not met before and that person goes you know what I actually like this person and I want to support them and they feel the genuine genuity of um, the staff it's not just a job to the staff it's a vocation and they care and they treat those residents as family and they are like you know lions and lionesses protecting their pack and that is something Unless you've been there, you you don't know what it's like. And that's why I would always encourage a person to come to an event at Erskine Hospital, experience that. And I'm quite sure you will come away saying, OK, I'm buying into this um, and I'm going to support these people and I'm going to stand here for them. Good stuff. And um, well, let's have a look at the events that are coming up um, over the coming months then that you can get excited about now. Of course, restrictions easing, which is a great help 
to uh, to be able to get these things on. We mentioned the bike meet coming soon, but there are, there are other things going on as well, aren't there, Heather, that people can join in with? Yeah, for somebody who's not um, actually a motorcyclist, a lot of those are motorcycle um, related. Um, this Friday, we have a chippy run to Larks. Um, we will be leaving from uh, a, a car park in the town of Erskine and heading down to Largs um, to have fish and chips or chips or you know, there might be some people who want to have ice cream. I don't like ice cream. They can have mine. Um, but, you know, some of them have said it, this is more a kind of a, a keeping a rapport there. Um, but people want to donate and that's fine. Um, that's something we want to establish as a regular event. Um, there will be, um, the, obviously, the bike meet. We are also going to be doing the poker run again, the Erskine poker run which is something that was suggested by the Brothers in Arms Motorcycle Club. They are a veterans-only motorcycle club in Scotland who we have a really good link with. Um, so the poker run is just basically, it's a tour around some parts of Scotland, pick up cards, um, the person that gets the highest hand gets a prize, the person that gets the lowest hand gets a wooden spoon, and if people dress up, they get the FD um fashion sense award as well um so we, we try and make it fun um there will also be another couple of things there'll be a halloween woodland walk at the erskine community garden in october um we're hoping to do a christmas event as well um and yeah so hopefully that will take us towards the end of the year and then we'll start planning the bike meet for next year fantastic well thanks for talking to us heather it's, it's been great hearing about your uh, your history with erskine all the way from when the garden center was a shed um so, <laughs> so <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's the big thing and um and and good luck with the with the bike meet and uh, and everything else over the coming weeks as well and hopefully we're in for a for a better time in this um second half of the year than than perhaps the first and, and in fact the whole of last year so uh, it's got to be a good thing yep absolutely yes looking forward to the last last few months of this year and finally before we go is there a song that we can play for you heather because uh, we'll, we'll let you play us out we'll leave it over to you <laughs> Yep, um, the song that I chose was, um, this is going to be a bit of a shock to some people, Jennifer Campbell of the Erskine Fundraising, um, because I've always said I don't like country music. However, it's a song by Shania Twain and called You're Still the One. And the reason I chose it is um, it's for my husband, Daniel. Um, I would not be able to achieve half of what I do if it wasn't for Daniel, who's with me. Usually kind of calming me down and saying, okay, it's fine, it's all right. Um, and uh, just making sure that, you know, I'm okay. But he's, he's, he's been there. He's been there since I started working on things for Erskine when I became an ambassador. Um, and uh, it's really for him. Um, and also a bit for Jennifer as well, because she's been trying to convert me to country music. And yeah, this is one that I can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good one. It's a good one, and I know that Shania Twain enjoys a trip to Glasgow as well. Whenever she's on tour, she um, well, I remember she, you know, she should come to Erskine. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you can always ask. I'm sure she might be interested. I know that she uh, she, uh, she 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 went to some um, chicken restaurant. I seem to remember when last time she came in Glasgow. <laughs> some places you wouldn't expect to see Shania Twain, but uh, it happened. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, um, hopefully your your education of uh, of country music continues slowly but surely. And uh, thank you, thank you. Th- it's very slow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks, um, thanks for joining us as well. And uh, and the best of luck with everything for the rest of the year. Thank you so much, and it was great to talk to you after listening to you for so long now. <laughs>